Hey, Morgan. Hey, Megan. I think uh, I've got some questions for you about technology. Oh, Do you want okay. to talk about technology? Yes. So when you hear technology, what do you think of? Sci-fi. Um, like, what are those people called? Like artificial intelligence people. <laughs> Gosh, I'm so bad. I don't know any of these terms. They're Me like. Either. <laughs> I was hoping you did. <laughs> I just think of like these yeah, kind of crazy, like sci-fi, like, okay. oh, technology is like going to make the world so crazy. Mm, got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like those, the people that are altered by like techie machine type things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. Okay. Honestly, when I think of technology, I think of video games. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah. I think of like back in the day when I was a little kid and I played video games. Like that's when I think, like what I think of. Yeah. Yeah. Technology. I don't really know why there's so many forms of technology. That's true. There's iPads and iPhones and computers and artificial intelligence <laughs> and, you know, drones, things that hover in the air now. We saw that little thing on the way here. Oh, my gosh. It's this little drone that Whoa. delivers um, food. We were really freaked out. <laughs> I've never seen like, that. What is that thing on the sidewalk? It was like oh. a little, like from Star Wars, like R2-D2. R2-D2. Creature. Delivering. Going around. Food on a college campus nearby. Super creepy. It was it was interesting. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's talk about what piece of technology we couldn't live without. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that's good. I would say YouTube. YouTube. Okay. Yeah. You need your YouTube. Yeah, I love okay. YouTube. It's just how I like blow off steam, which is bad. It's a mm. bad habit of mine. Mm. But I'll just kind of watch. Sometimes they're good videos, sometimes like really educational videos, but sometimes just like makeup tutorials. I'm really a big sucker for that. I'm a fan of YouTube as well. Yeah. Yeah. I frequent homesteading vlogs, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, it is fun. Learn about the thing, like, how to sustain life on, on your land. It's fun. Yeah, that's cool. Maybe I'll do it someday, <laughs> yeah. but it's fun to learn now. That's cool. I should but. watch that. I would like that. Open we want to continue with uh, some announcements. We want to invite you to join the Awakened Nation. The Awakened Nation is a group of donors that make this show and this ministry possible here at Awakened Catholic. All it takes is a monthly donation, and you can get exclusive access to special content on Awakened Catholic's website. To do that, go to awakencatholic.org slash donate. And we would like to invite you to download the Awaken app. Um, the Awaken app, um, speaking of social media, is like a social media alternative. Um, so you can chat with people within the Awaken community, including show hosts like Megan and myself. Um, you have access to prayers. You have access to a shop, events, all sorts of cool things. So um, you can download that at theawakenapp.io. And now a word from our sponsors. Have you ever dreamed of visiting Paris in the fall? Seeing the beautiful Eiffel Tower lit up by a sunset? 
visiting and venerating holy locations of the Sister Saints of France in Lisieux, Paris, Lourdes, and more. This fall 2021, join select international tours with Claire Swinarski from The Catholic Feminist, author and speaker Catherine Whitaker, and our amazing hosts Morgan Holliger and Megan Burwell from Awakens show Naked Without Shame on a once-in-a-lifetime Seine River Cruise pilgrimage. Join our friends at Select International Tours and Cruises with over 34 years of experience. They are the perfect company to help you experience pilgrimage. To learn more, visit selectinternationaltours.com slash awaken. Bon voyage! We are excited to be going on this cruise in October in France, and we welcome any of you to consider coming. I think it's going to be a good time. So Yes, yes yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like I've said before, my favorite saints, yes. Therese, Joan of Arc, Bernadette, mm-hmm. amazing. So. Yeah. Okay, so today we are going to be talking about what we think is, is super interesting Yes. Super interesting to think about. Really interesting perspective on technology. Mm-hmm. And more than just the things of technology. Yeah. But what influences technology in our culture, in our in our world. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. development of all these new gadgets, these new things. And we want yeah. to talk about particularly uh how we got to come to all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and and how in a way it can influence our understanding of ourselves. Right. Have you ever thought of that? Yeah. Does technology have an influence on, on how we see ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also we want to just to kind of like illustrate maybe a little better how this relates to theology of the body, which is something that we, we definitely think it does. Uh, maybe even if it doesn't immediately seem like it does. Um, but yeah, how it we're going to look at it through the lens of this problem of um, contraception. And maybe this is a sort of foreign um, concept for people. I don't know. It, it was for me before I went to the John Paul II Institute. But um, how the problem of contraception we're going to propose is actually a problem of having a technological um, mindset. So it's deeper than just a sort of moral um, issue, but it's, it's within this sort of worldview that's become... Um, yeah, sort of all encompassing, um, in the past, gosh, I mean, really, I mean, hundred years in a very intense way, but for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of of years years. now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 This, uh, the development of all these gadgets and things happened, right? Like you're saying in a progression of a change in thought Mm -hmm. about what things are. Machines Um, make our lives easier. mm Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. computers make our lives easier. We can access so much information. Right. And different people. Yeah. Um, appliances in in our kitchens. Yeah. Uh, cars. Right. All these things make life a little bit easier. What we're going to propose in this episode is that technology, you can't just reduce technology to these gadgets, right? I mean, even though that that is, you know, part of its definition. Um, but it's, it's also like a way te- to be technological- is also a way of being in reality. Let's then dive into our, I guess our, our debate then about contraception and a technological worldview. So, so what is, what is contraception? Can we say just briefly what the Catholic church teaches on contraception, what it Mm -hmm. is and, and 
maybe why, yeah, why, why they the church has a stance about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It? I mean, this this goes back, you know, to the very earliest centuries of the church. I mean, mm-hmm. the church fathers. You can find throughout the church fathers um, these condemnations of um, contraceptive contraceptive activities, which I mean, did, did date back to that, to that time. It's not totally a new phenomenon. Um, but as we're going to, as we're kind of going to get into, um, it was never as widespread or as sort of part of this, um, sort of norm of the culture. It was Mm -hmm. kind of like more of this fringe activity Mm -hmm. at least to some extent. Um, um, but yeah, so contraception essentially is the artificial means of repressing birth. Repressing okay. conception, mm-hmm. contraception, contraception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's my definition. Definition. Okay. I don't know if you have a better one or anything to add to mm-hmm. that. No, no. Uh, just that in you know the the theology of the body is is really crucial actually for the whole I guess unfolding of the teaching. The church is teaching on contraception, yes. too. Yeah, because when he, the document *Humanae Vitae* came out in the 1960s, mm-hmm. I want to say, mm-hmm. uh, it it went through what the church said about the use of of repressing birth mm-hmm. and contraception. Mm-hmm. What John Paul II offers and really is responding to in the theology of the body is the anthropology behind why the Catholic church says that the use of contraception for any reason at any time Mm -hmm. is, is not right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, Pope Paul VI in Humanae Vitae, like really, um, and it's really interesting because it was so, I remember learning in in class at the Institute, like everyone in the church thought that the church was going to support contraception. Like everyone thought that Pope Paul VI was going to write in affirming basically contraception. It's like, yeah, like, you know, get with the times. Like this is, we're in the 20th century now. Like this Mm -hmm. is just, come on, like obvious, do this. Um, And then Pope Paul VI said no. And people were just shocked. I mean, it took them, I mean, took decades to kind of recover. And we still have definitely not recovered Mm -hmm. as a church. But um, anyway, but um, Pope Paul, I mean, um, Pope John Paul II, um, he he really wants to affirm what Pope Paul VI wrote, but he really, I think, was inspired to develop an entire anthropology to support these sort of more more moral claims that um, Pope Paul VI was making. Um, mm-hmm. That that are yeah in alignment, like we were saying, with the whole teaching of the Church. The Church has always, you know, come down against contraception as something that is really yeah really inherently wrong. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, John Paul II really saw the need to spell out why, because he saw that this is just so, I mean, the culture, uh, modern culture just does not understand this. It just seems like this archaic, medieval, totally arbitrary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's, a, yeah, that's a lot of the reason why he develops this anthropology in Theology of the Body. Yeah, exactly. It brings us back actually to an understanding of Once again, the human person and that a human person has a nature, maybe, so to say, that they're, that it's not, it's not so crazy when you realize how the human person is meant to be and and act and function. The purpose of the human person 
the nature of the human person, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so what was happening hundreds of years ago in this shift of thought, which is what we're saying, it's like more than, more than a moral issue of uh, the contraception issue. It's more of like this understanding of what reality is and what I can do with reality, yeah. what I can do to myself, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> Hundreds of years ago, this is this is forming this understanding of, okay, man is creating all these things, but he has to do it by kind of getting rid of nature, that yes. things have a nature. Do you know what I mean by, by that when I say things have a nature? Um, I think so. What, okay. But what do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Say more. Yes. Okay. I think I was alluding to it, but I just want to emphasize that. You know, the the created things of this world created by God have a purpose and an end. Okay. That would be the definition of nature. Yes. Things having a purpose and an end. Yes. Mm -hmm. They're created by God Mm -hmm. and they have, um, well, we would say all the time at the Institute, it's just like a philosophical term, Greek, I think, telos. They have a telos. Oh, yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. An end. Sure. An end. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. The world is like we would always say teleological. Uh Things have natures. They have ends. Um, They're not just kind of. So this is kind of what you're talking about in the shift in modernity. Mm -hmm. There was a shift away from seeing things as having this inherent meaning within themselves, basically. Um, Yes. And moving towards I make the meaning of things. I can take, you know, this whatever it is, rock and manipulate it and control it and extract from it or whatever and make it into whatever I want. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't have to um, be in harmony with the truth of the rock, basically. Like there is no truth to the rock. Like who cares? Mm -hmm. It's just whatever I can do with it. How about a purpose of the tree? Yeah, that's easier. Let's talk about a purpose of the tree. Like what is the nature of a tree? Yeah. The nature of a tree. We're going to get to contraception eventually. Don't <laughs> we're worry. We're going to go first to trees and then we're going to work <laughs> up. To- <laughs> we're going to work up to people. <laughs> I think the purpose of a tree is to be um, a healthy, flourishing tree. Yeah. Like to embody another thing we would always say at the Institute, like treeness, um, the essence of tree. That is the nature mm-hmm. of a tree. Mm-hmm. So it's not to, and that doesn't mean that, you know, we, can't like you know cut down a tree tree. and make a house out of it Mm -hmm. that's not to say that you know we we can't somehow um use nature um in a certain sense the difference between using a tree to build a house and um cutting down an entire ecosystem of trees to create i don't know Mm -hmm. paper or something whatever we whatever we want Mm -hmm. um that like so so damages the environment and and so kind of goes against the nature of, mm-hmm. yeah, this the ecosystem. And, the, okay. and then goes against the nature of the tree. Does mm-hmm. it, is that making sense? Yeah. Like the, the nature of a tree is also, it's per, like its purpose in it's, it provides shade and it provides a habitat for animals and people. Yeah. And it, it reproduces itself. It like, it can grow more trees too. Yeah. yeah. That kind of thing too. Yeah. So to like abuse it or to, to like, again, it's not that you can't like, you know, use a tree for like mm-hmm. whatever purposes, yeah. but like to, I think that the, the thing where it becomes technology, technological, mm-hmm. um, is you kind of abuse nature and totally kind of contradict any inherent meaning that it might have within it mm-hmm. as opposed to working with it and affirming it 
somehow. Mm-hmm. And these things, yeah, it might seem kind of vague um, yeah. or kind of like, this sounds kind of like hippy dippy. Like, what are they talking about? Like, <laughs> honoring the essence of a tree. Like, all right. <laughs> but bear with us because it has a lot of implications for like things like we're going to talk about with mm-hmm. the, the human body, for instance. I mean, exactly. That these things are, I mean, we, we more intuit that these things are like extremely important. Like, you can't abuse the body and go against the nature of the body. But as we're kind of, you know, seeing and we're going to go into more, like that as a culture, and our cultural trend is to do those things. Is mm-hmm. to say the body has no meaning. Is to whatever. Right. So I mean, eradicate I, nature. I think what we're going to try to say is like, if we don't, if we can't say the tree has meaning, we kind of lose our basis for saying the body has meaning. Nature has to have a meaning. You, yeah, you. You know you've always wanted to go to Paris. Well, now's your chance. If you go with Select International Tours, the sponsor of today's Awaken Catholic Show episode, you can join Claire Swinarski from the Catholic Feminist Podcast, as well as author and speaker Catherine Whitaker, and our amazing hosts Morgan Holliger and Megan Burwell from Awaken's show Naked Without Shame on a once-in-a-lifetime Seine River Cruise pilgrimage in France. Visit and venerate the Sister Saints of France in Les Yeux, Paris, and more. Sacre bleu! Learn more by visiting selectinternationaltours.com slash awaken. We've been talking about a lot of good and interesting things. Let's just summarize real, real fast. Okay. So the point of our talk is to talk about contraception, where it kind of came from, where it came out of in light of a technological mindset and worldview. Mm-hmm. We talked about things having natures, or purposes in and of themselves given by God. Mm-hmm. I also want to add, though, that created things have natures too. Mm-hmm. You know, like the nature of, let's say, a tool like a pair of scissors is to cut something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The nature or purpose of a lawnmower is to mow a lawn. Mm-hmm. So even things that man creates still have a nature or purpose purpose to them. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to add in light of that, that point is that the, the problem with, I guess the, this newly developed like technological worldview is not that it's bad to create things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, we want to emphasize that too. It's to be creative, to, to take something and and turn it into something useful or beautiful like can be very good and and fulfilling to man yeah absolutely to to create art yeah you know the word the word techne from technology techne actually means art or skill yeah right you know and and that's a given gift by god a given ability by god those are Mm -hmm. good good things for humanity yeah 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 very important disclaimer and god says Mm -hmm. you know in genesis like you know you have dominion over the earth right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. um and exactly. so it's not a problem of man and i think that you know as our in our culture like sort of there is this tendency and this kind of um extreme of like this environmentalism of like um that you know man should just like not touch the world like it actually maybe is better that if man were not like around actually because the man man just like messes up the world well i'm sympathetic to so like yeah we are kind of messing up the world um, it, I think that that's, that's too extreme. It's, it's not to say that, you know, we just shouldn't at all be able to, um, kind of be in the world. And like you're saying, be creative mm-hmm. in the world and, yeah. and, and use things and, and kind of, yeah, 
make things out of things. Yeah, like that. That's exactly. not the problem. But it's no. it, but what is the problem is this kind of like what we're kind of trying to get at here. Like this this technological mindset in doing that and mm-hmm. that 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 ignores the nature of things and mm-hmm. ignores the dignity of things mm-hmm. um and just says i'm gonna do whatever i want right. i'm gonna i'm gonna manipulate i'm gonna control um totally ignoring what mm-hmm. these things are basically yeah 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 you use the words like manipulate and control yeah so there there is a sense of losing the the call by god to have dominion and now we are transitioning into like dominating right. more. There's like exactly. a step to a violence or a domination. Yeah, a violence, exactly. Of, good. of nature. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, with the disclaimer that it's good to be creative, but but it's it's a way of thinking about these things that, yes, to to ignore something's natural purpose is to do violence to it in a sense. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So we just are, we're like pro-respecting <laughs> the natures of things. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and that is, that is a, I believe a Christian, like we're a part of a Christian worldview. Yeah. Actually. Which I is mean, also often like very much not affirmed. I mean, yeah. like how many times do you hear in the culture that like Christianity, I mean, I remember I used to hear this all the time um, at school where I went to undergrad, um, which was like a public university, but basically Christianity is responsible for this kind of like domineering, um, kind mm. of controlling way of viewing nature. Um, mm. That's that's very very prevalent, and I think that yeah, that that's just a simply like a, a misconception. I think that and there is potentially some truth in it. Like I think that there was a certain sort of strand of Protestantism that did kind of ignore the and the yeah kind of got rid of this um, understanding of the the goodness of nature, the inherent goodness of nature. Mm. This is kind of like Puritanism, like we've talked about before in um, mm. one of our talks. Which one? Mm. The first one? The body image one. Mm. Um, but yeah, this sort of like, yeah, na- nature is bad. Nature is inherently corrupt. So we can kind of do whatever we want with it. I think that that, yeah, that is kind of at play in mm-hmm. the technological, mm-hmm. like what we're talking about, this like sort of shift towards yeah. the technological worldview. But I don't think that's Christianity Mm-hmm. In its essence, I think, in fact, very much the opposite. I think Christianity is—it's it's inherent to Christianity to affirm the goodness of creation, and absolutely mm-hmm. necessary and inherent. Yeah, um, right. To say that it's bad is is just not true. Yeah, it's to kind of cast doubt on the Creator, the goodness mm-hmm. of the Creator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cre- God created creation, <laughs> and yeah. so it must be good. It must be. It must be good. Yeah. Um, and so it must be dealt with with respect and with honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and really, when you do that, when we when we treat the things of nature and treat ourselves in the order and design that God intends, we flourish. Yes, you know, we flourish. Yeah, quite literally, when when we aren't using contraception in relationships, we literally flourish. Like life happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in a real way, like it's it's good for man to to be fruitful, to to have children, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and see those children as a gift. Right, right. Um, it's it's good to work with nature to like grow food, 
you know, or to, to whatever. Yeah. And, you know, there's ways that we like, there's like certain farming techniques that can kind of like cultivate the earth better Mm -hmm. and, you know, bring forth what's already there present within it. And that's not bad. I mean, that's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of how we should treat all things in nature, Mm -hmm. like our bodies definitely included. Like we can, you know, medicine is great and like all these things like that that's beautiful and like mm-hmm. in- incredible mm-hmm. and you know in a lot of ways modern technology is very beautiful in that sense of like mm-hmm. what all the things that we've been able to do to like really helping the body flourish yeah and so it's not to just cast out totally on modernity and technology and say that it's all evil like that's no. definitely not the case and in so many ways like yeah. so thankful for these things oh yeah um but it is to question um a kind of trend and mindset that goes against what we're talking about with this flourishing, um, mm-hmm. basically this, this, yeah, this cultivating of nature and, and kind of taking what's there and affirming that. Um, but actually like, d- like you were saying, like does violence, there's mm-hmm. this trend to sort of do violence against the body for mm-hmm. our own manipulation, our own control, mm-hmm. um, and do violence against nature or do we do, do vi- yeah, just do violence. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's what the essence of what we're saying is the technological mindset. Yeah. Um, that's great. And like what you were saying, like that's at play in contraception mm-hmm. um, that I um, have decided that I want to not have kids for whatever reason. And I still want to have sex and the pleasure that comes with sex. And so I'm going to manipulate somehow the body, whether it's like, you know, whatever method you use. Um, but in some way, um, this is kind of doing violence against the inherent purpose and dignity of the sexual act um, and the inherent meaning of the sexual act. The the meaning of the sexual act is I give myself totally to this other person Mm -hmm. in, in total abandon, total love. Um, And that's what's being communicated. I mean, that's like, we're talking about with natures. That is the nature of this action. And I cannot change that nature. Yeah. And it, well, if I do change that nature, it's going to obscure the meaning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to mean something totally different. It's going to mm-hmm. mean, actually, I don't want totally all of you and I don't want to give all myself. I want only the pleasure. Mm-hmm. And whether we think, you know, that or not, when we're doing it, most of the time, we're not thinking we're not, that. I mean, this no. is not at all to condemn anyone that's, um, that uses contraception or has used contraception. I mean, this is sort of just, again, this is throughout yeah. our culture It is, and it's in the air we breathe. And it's just so, it's so, so much like yeah. understanding a no brainer, but I mean, yeah, we, we, we want to say that whether we think it or not, or whether we intend it or not to, to use contraception is to do violence against the sexual act in some way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's this, it's, um, yeah, it's this inherent kind of, um, corruption of it. Mm-hmm. And it's and it, like we we're saying about it, it's, it's inherent meaning. I think as you were talking about like helping things flourish too, as we were both talking about that, mm-hmm. I thought it be would be a good uh, segue into explaining the difference between contraception and natural family planning a little uh, bit. Yeah, this is a really good. Want. Yeah, yeah. I think that a lot of people really struggle to um, to articulate this, even within the Catholic world. I remember, like, yeah, I mean, back in our theology of the body. TOB Tuesday days. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like really struggling to like, what is the difference between contraception and NFP? Because I mean, in this very kind of like, um, in a simple way, like both are doing, doing the same thing. Um, both are preventing birth. And so the church, yeah, the church does not say that we have to 
always, I mean, we, we just like should just totally indiscriminately have children. Like we, we can use our prudence and say like there are times when we, when children, having children would not be the best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the church does say that there's like a sort of way of doing that, that um, respects the dignity of the act in a way that doesn't. But anyway, um, I think in the church, um, there's, there's a, we, we've really struggled to um, articulate this difference. And um, I remember one just anecdote. I was at this um, talk um, at a college campus and um, there was these two theology professors and I forgot what the actual talk was about, but they were giving a talk. And then there was a Q&A and someone asked this question, like, what's the difference between NFP and contraception? And the, both the professors were incredibly smart people. Um, and yeah, just like, you know, some of the top, you know, in their field, like just great minds. Um, but they could not answer this question, at least in my judgment, like they, they just could not answer this question. They kept kind of dancing around it. Um, and then it was very interesting because there was this guy there that was like very much another professor, um, that was very much like formed by the Institute. And it was really interesting for, for me because I saw that he was the only person that could begin to arrive at an answer basically to this question. What did he say? I mean, how was it different? Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like, I think what I've been alluding to, like it's the, it's the meaning, the inherent meaning of the bodily act. So it's, it's not just, um, a matter of what do I, what I intend or what the end result would be in judging sort of the, the morality of these actions, but it's what does the, what is the meaning of the act? And that, that also like implies what is the meaning of the body? Like what does the nature, what is the nature? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and if you can't use that language, you're really going to struggle to affirm this church teaching. Um, and so I think it's just, it's, yeah, it's very important to kind of understand that, that like in NFP, you're respecting the dignity the intrinsic dignity and, and integrity of the sexual act that like we were saying, communicates something. It communicates what it means to love. What it means to love is to totally give yourself. And that means, you know, body and soul. That means the whole of your person. Like we said in the, in the, our first talk, you know, on body image, like the body is inherent to the person. It's not just this like tool that I have or this kind of like whatever, this, this machine that I'm kind of like the, the ghost in the machine thing, you know? So I think just to um, kind of conclude um, the point is that while NFP and contraception might on the surface seem like the same, like mm-hmm. both are preventing birth, mm-hmm. like one is kind of like what we're trying to get at. Like one is technological, one yes. is manipulating and trying to control the body and go against the nature of the body and the nature of the sexual act. And for, for yeah, for my own sort of purposes, Yes. Um, as opposed to NFP, which, again, which also prevents birth, but does so in such a way that honors and respects the nature of the, of the human body, nature, the nature of the act of, of sex and the nature of the woman's body, too. And that there are certain times of the month that the woman is naturally infertile and to sort of recognize that and act based on that. Um, if you have, you know, good reason like that, there's nothing wrong with it. There's something actually that's really honoring and respecting the the dignity of the woman's body in, mm-hmm. in doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's great. I yeah. like how you said that. I thought that was, that's a really good summary. I like that a lot. Thanks. Yeah. To see the difference as one being 
kind of from this this technological worldview and another one being from a sacramental worldview. Yeah. And yeah. and uh yeah, just just knowing that the sacramental worldview is is precisely what the theology of the body promotes, you know, to see to see things uh from God and order and a design from God and living according to that for our flourishing. Like okay, we said. so you'd say that's a sacramental worldview that mm-hmm. that it's seeing mm-hmm. things as given by God mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as a sign of God. Yeah. So in that sense, they're sign, they're signs, they're sacraments. Yeah. Not sacraments mm-hmm. with like a capital S, but sacraments in sort of the more general sense, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Good way to explain that. That was thanks. really good. Thanks. So, I yes. try. <laughs> I did study this stuff. It's sometimes yeah. a little heady or a little hard to yeah. kind of, but um, yeah. No, it's, it's good to just share and talk about it and, and uh, yeah. But I, I do, I am really glad we talked about this because hopefully this will allow our listeners who, yeah, are curious as to why the church says what she does on the issue of contraception. Um, hopefully there's more insight into where this really comes from, yeah. this logic. Yeah. You know, when I, when I overhear people talking about contraception so, so normally and naturally, I, I think, you know, this is kind of just where we are as a culture mm-hmm. and I, I don't, you know, I, I just kind of accept that this is a, a logic. This is how we operating. see reality. This is how that, we see like, reality. The world doesn't mean anything. Things in the world don't mean things. And so I can kind of do what I want mm-hmm. yeah. with, with nature. Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah, and, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And ultimately, like you were saying to like make things easier for us, but also to avoid suffering. Yeah. I think that's a really good kind of like maybe final mm-hmm. point yeah. is like, what is behind this impulse mm-hmm. to control yeah. nature? I mean, like some of it's like, again, like we're saying, like a kind of good and natural thing mm-hmm. to want to um, improve nature and, you know, whatever, make progress, like all, all these things. things efficient. Yeah. Things, yeah. Yeah. And efficient. That, that's not bad, mm-hmm. but what is this kind of like to do that in a way that's abusive and like what we're saying, like domineering, like what's, what do you think is at the heart of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that wasn't always the case. I mean, I think that prior to modern culture, like people, you know, like we were saying had techne people, people worked with um, nature mm-hmm. um, and things in the creative world, creative world. And like, we're, they were creative with them. Mm-hmm. They they made boats and yeah. houses and yeah. whatever they made. Mm-hmm. But like what what kind of happened when people started like we're kind of trying to say mm-hmm. shifting towards this technological mindset? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that was the case? Yeah. Well, just off the top of my head, I do think the the piece about suffering is is really important okay. to to recognize yeah. that oh, I can I can actually become free from the chains that nature has on me Hmm. in my suffering nature. There is an, like there is difficulty living in this world in, in nature. Yeah. You know, there's natural disasters. There's, there is suffering in the human, for the human person. There's death. One of the purposes I think, or, or discoveries of, Oh, when I dominate nature, my, my suffering is less lessened. Mm -hmm. Things become easier for me. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Like the example with contraception, my suffering is less because I don't have to sacrifice so much, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I guess to, um, you know, it just makes me think of 
my time studying biotechnology too, mm-hmm. and just how how this movement towards kind of changing the nature of the human person really is an effort to avoid suffering. Yeah, that's really and interesting. And I, w- I would love to talk about about some more of these like biotechnical topics, life topics yeah, in other too. episodes. I think it'd be really fun to continue the conversation about this technological worldview and then see it in light of other topics other than contraception. We could, we could name some other things and, yeah, and share other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. I think so, that'd be great. I think it'd be great too. So good to talk to you, Morgan. Yeah. Good to yes. talk to you too, Megan. Okay. We'll wrap it up. All right. Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you took something away from our content and, and really begin to see what we're trying to talk about with this, this new logic, this technological logic. Remember, you are good and you are gifts, and we'll talk to you next time. This show and all media on Awaken Catholic is made possible by the Awaken Nation and the Hollow app. The Awaken Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org slash donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hollow.app slash awaken.